you know, when it comes to communicating with an end user in a really defined environment that you don't have a lot of, uh, like Google ads, which we're really focused on, uh, you have to be very intentional or very uh, clear about when someone's got this type of intent, like they search this way, like you have to respond in this way. And because there are so many um, different ways to mix words that same words, different search, right? Uh, different intent. There, there still requires a lot of human uh, in the loop, right? Components to it. This is Digital Marketer. Everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the president of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you'd be focused on to the kind of tactics and tools that are working today. Today, our guest is George Copeland, the innovation officer of Gozango, a company that he actually started and developed and has now transitioned into his new role. And we're going to talk about today uh, kind of the process you use to develop your company and kind of how AI is affecting the, you know, uh, programming and just the development process that you guys are going through. So welcome, George. Thanks for having me, Mark. Um, excited for the conversation. Every time we get to speak, it's always incredible learning so much. So it's a pleasure. Oh, man, well, the pleasure's all mine. I think, you know, we met down at the, the Commitment Summit in Costa Rica, and I was like, oh, I've known this guy for like 50 years already. It's, uh, we're good to go. Right. Come on the podcast. <laughs> I purposely wore this hat today. Oh, uh, you got it. You know, I'll send this. will yeah. send the screenshot to JC and Karen. They'll, they'll go now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Shout it's out awesome. to JC and Karen. Hi. So. All right. So let's let's just get into it. Why don't you just talk about kind of uh, you know how you started your company, what the mission was, and kind of how you got to where you're at right now. Okay. Uh, uh, when it comes to Gozengo, that was a culmination of a long journey of close to 10 years as a digital marketing agency, uh, trying everything under the sun, which I think is where we all start. And then that led me into specifically paid search, uh, which is a heavily driven uh, aspect of mar digital marketing leveraging data, right? So um, I become quite a data nerd, going to lots of data science conferences now, and focusing on how can we uh, create this uh, automated version of a Google Ads management process, right, for for a, for a business center. And so past five years or so, uh, when we made that transition, I've been, like my life's purpose, it's almost my identity at this point, mm -hmm. is getting this product out the door. Um, it's been a lot more challenging than one would ever think, right? And uh, humbling in many ways and um, and lots of blessings. I've had the privilege, the opportunity to, um, to have, bring in partners now, uh, investors, backers that have literally spent the entirety of my life developing a best-in-class like market-leading software in the financial world, uh, which they sold for close to a billion dollars a couple years ago. And so now um, it took some time. Actually, it was, anyways, it's taking some time, but now they are all coming in, uh, the leaders of that that business, uh, to basically take this vision of mine and run with it, right? Yeah. And um, they're keeping me along for the ride as the 
the product expert innovator and as long as my business partner he saw walking around back there. so so we're both the product my uh, business partner is focused on this could not have been possible without him i want to give a major shout out to john Marin, the most beautiful man in the world um he has allowed me to be the mad scientist right and he's stayed very focused on the things that that most people don't want to deal with and you know he just does it he's uh, just been that consistent driving force that's allowed me to stay focused on like crazy whiteboarding right and, uh, and also be my sounding board for all of this right that we all need so so anyways that's led to where we're at now we're a few months from lunch and uh yeah ask me any question you want and hopefully i can i can answer <laughs> oh that's fantastic i i didn't realize it had been 10 years in development you know i was, I was kind of thinking of like a few-year project but that's that's huge well it really shows evolution right let me clarify though i started my agency 10 years ago five years ago got the vision and began creating concept and then about three years ago we wrote first lines of code and the system has literally been rewritten so many times uh, this current version uh, has been started in January, like December, January this past year. Mm. So, well, but, no, I, well, same project though, right? I mean, yes, it's all... <laughs> it is like, same, same vision create an automated system for business owners that'll really deliver value. I love that. Well, I love hearing the process too, because I think the misconception with entrepreneurship is that you're going to like, you have an idea. You make the first version and it's not perfect, but it's close. And then you get successful and blah, 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 instead of how it usually works, which is right. uh, what you went through, which is, okay, there's idea. Well, there's actually the system creation. That was probably the first five years, right? Like what works? How do I do it? How do I repeat the process? And okay, now I got the system down. And then you start getting into the automation. How do we make programs to do it? And how much is it going to cost? And do I need investors to actually make this happen? But all of that stuff couldn't happen if you didn't do that first five years of just grinding and figuring oh, yeah. it out and failing horribly. <laughs> That's my Absolutely. experience. And I will even mention that like three months, let's say after the, that five years where I had the vision and then I started proof of concepting, I still wasn't ready for an investor for the yeah. level of team we have now, right? It, it And even two years in after I had been building proof of concepts where I was beginning to feel behind, like yeah. we had third yet, we had, it's like, I feel like we're never going to, we're going to miss our opportunity. Right. Um, even then I was still not ready. So mm -hmm. like everything has happened perfectly, even though it does feel like, wow, I wish I could have done this sooner, but it's just, you can't uh, discount the learning moments, the effort, the, the iterative, the iterative pieces. Right. Oh, yeah. so. Well, the lessons, because you really, you know, it's the, you don't know what you don't know. And so you keep having to stumble through these blocks and figure them out and keep going. But, you know, all of those are barriers to entry from somebody just coming in and being like, here, now I have a new thing and it's so much better than everybody else's. You know, no. I, I always use Tesla as the example, because I'm like, you know, these car manufacturers keep coming up with the Tesla killer. And then it's like, no, they've been in business for like over a decade. Like they have lessons that you don't even know you need to learn and you're yeah. going to learn them and it's going to be painful and horrible and not nearly as easy as you think it's going to be because, and, and even because I actually have two threes. Uh, and so 
the okay. three that we got for our au pair is a 2018 and then mine is like a 22 and i would not got even it. buy the 18 for myself like ah, that's how that different good. oh it, that's how different the, the two cars are well <laughs> but then it, it shows just like hey here's the development cycle of a billion dollar business and blur, even blur, they blur. f up like the center console on the 18 has this flapping component and all these and like oh that's hideous and then in my car it's actually a much simpler solution can't do as much stuff but it's like it's it works and yeah. it looks good and that's right. like a huge evolution so you know even at the biggest levels of business you'll find that they're going through the same process it's just they don't talk about it well nobody talks about it nobody wants to hear that bro <laughs> And to your point, I think now more than ever, right? Like the, the amount of innovation that's occurring so quickly, it's almost like Tesla's setting the bar for that in a way that all other car companies are going to have to keep up with. Mm -hmm. uh, and so so that's something that uh, we look forward to continuing to do with our product. I guess being the head of innovation, it's a heavy responsibility, but uh, I don't know. That's... Well, nobody's more qualified than you to do it because you know exactly why. And th th that's another issue. When you're bringing in these outside people and they see your solution, they're like, oh, we can make this better. Even though they have no idea like actually what went into the solution, they can't appreciate like, oh no, that aspect is specifically like that because we tested it and it failed. And that's why it's like that. So don't change it. <laughs> and I connect a dot to something you said speech at the summit actually oh of course uh, it's relating to your book of uh you know how wildfire is going to cause everyone to be forced out of the norm like their comfort zone and go into other areas and i think that everything we're experiencing right now is innovation and massive opportunity for that however the people that are most capable or um yeah suited for innovating using technology are actually the experts the ones that have been in it for so long that are not going to be forced out of their daily lives to go use what are they, what is their strongest uh, feature about them, right? It's all right. the experience they have that they can now take and use. So anyways, I'd be interested to hear what your thoughts on that are uh, at some point, whether it's now or later. Oh, I love it. You know, when, when yeah. you cross industries, like, you know, because you're, you know, we don't do it on purpose, but everybody gets siloed. Like, hey, you're in the marketing industry, so you just talk about marketing. Oh, you're in retail. You just talk about retail. You only talk to retail people. And so it leads to just this uh, group think that you don't even realize is happening until you talk to somebody outside your industry and they're like, oh, we don't do customer care that way. We do it like this specifically for this reason. And I think what's going to happen now is that, you know, instead of us being, oh, I'm the expert, I'm going to dictate how everything is done. Now, since well, we get so much feedback from the consumer, we're, you know, we're trying to help the customer. That's the reason we're in business, but that's been secondary to us just implementing and, uh, you know, selling our systems. Now it's flipping. I think everybody's going to be like, no, the customer is the driver. If we can't make the customer feel like this is the easiest process in the least amount of time using the least amount of steps, they're going to think you're, you're incapable. They're going to say, well, you haven't done the work to figure out what I want. And that's why this is yeah. not good. You know? Absolutely. Nailed it. Exactly. You, you have to be so close to the customer. And which is interesting because uh, I was very close with someone who works, uh, does a lot of innovation with Amazon, yeah. right? And Amazon is obsessed with the customer. Like, how do we make every touch point, you know, 
down to the the last mile is what they call it to get the package or right but every people build up that um customer centric right mm-hmm. the customer if it doesn't serve the customer then they don't care as much and if it does cus- serve the customer they care more about that than almost anything if that makes sense so well, i think the customer knows this is happening like they're like yeah i have thanks thanks to amazon i have a shipping expectation and i have a notification expectation and i have blah, 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 and and so now people i think are realizing just how valuable they are as consumers and now oh. they're able to make those choices plus they're a lot more conscious about who the company is like who's the well, founder what's your story what's your mission what do you guys believe in what political interests do you support you know a lot of people say like well business shouldn't be involved in politics and it's like that's know. interesting <laughs> yeah we don't have to say any specific names but i i was until recently all the current events happening um i wasn't thinking that mattered as much but it was impressive to me how much it really does like i was thinking it doesn't matter if jeff bezos does something crazy like people don't support him like they're they're so spoiled with its service right that they're going to use it no matter what but it's just interesting when that isn't actually the case, like you mentioned. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, so. I, the funny part is it, it's actually Gen Z that's, and it's funny because I've had all these conversations about Gen Z lately, but I'm like, you know what? You, you, they could be annoying, <laughs> you know, but that's every other generation other than your own, right? But now I look at them, I'm like, yeah, you know, these people really care about things, you know, like principles, uh, their vision for life, their purpose in life. Uh, they Money is almost secondary to that. And then they're yeah, very, they're very yeah. about individual expression. And so if you think about like, okay, well, I really care how I express myself. You're, yeah, it, it seems almost narcissistic, but it's not because it actually leads them to care about other people that are similar to how they feel about things. And so they're yeah. very community-based, uh, customer-centric, you know, well, population. And so this is actually great because we've been told, you know, I'm 40 and I talked to a lot of people older. Like back then you were just told by the big companies what you should want and what you should do and blah, 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 blah. And it was very, uh, call it solution focused where it's like, Hey, we have the solution. We're just going to tell it to you and take yeah. it or leave it. Because we're the only... Yeah. And <laughs> so now, now the, the Gen Zers are like, no, I need something for me. And, yeah. and now everybody has to take a step back and be like, oh, when we weren't thinking about the individual, we were thinking about the next thousand customers or 10,000 customers. You're just a number to us. <laughs> right, right. It's it's not about being a number these days, right? Like no, it's about every single individual. Like how do you connect with that person? And and I always go back to kind of what I talked about during the speech, which was lifetime customer value. Like you know, since advertising is going to get expensive, like it's going to get more expensive than it is right now, at least. How do you maintain growth? And how and if you are saturated in the market, how do you make more money? And you make more money well, by retaining customers coming up with solutions that are custom to their needs and then, right. you know, caring about people. Yeah, it's true. So to give another shout out to JC and Karen and just the committed, um, you know, community, they were able to get us on a, uh, a really personal call with Randy Fishkin. And he actually spoke a lot about what you're talking about, like how to still be competitive in the current market. And it was just, it was super interesting. So I'm sure we have a recording. You might. Uh, oh yeah, definitely want to see that. Yeah. But he basically just talked about how like vanity metrics and other things that actually I don't as much care about with my software. Right. 
um, he believes that they're going to become more and more important uh, as we move forward. So, so well, and this goes into like you know the integrated approach to marketing and the fact that if you you know aren't representing your brand the same on social media as you represent on your website, as you represent it on your press releases, as you represent it on your YouTube videos and the product itself and your customer care and all these different aspects, people aren't going to consider you a brand. They're going to be like, oh, you're just another commodity dealer where you just sell crap that you find and you make a profit and that's the end of the story. That's not enough anymore. And people are going to be like, well, no, I have other solutions. Hey, everyone. I wanted to quickly interrupt the podcast for a special announcement. If you're a marketer, which you probably are since you're listening to this podcast, you know that social media marketing isn't about cool hacks or some weird trick that a self-reclaimed expert is telling everyone about. True social media experts understand this. Social media is a real craft that involves real strategy that goes far beyond flashy hacks. That's why social media is the number one most misunderstood and underleveraged marketing channel. At Digital Marketer, we know what you need to become a true social media expert. You'll be learning from top industry experts about the exact methods that work today for marketing on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, and TikTok, and how to incorporate them into a comprehensive social media strategy. You'll learn how to tie in your social media plan with your company's overarching goals. You'll learn how to source and create engaging content that's perfect for your ideal customers. But best of all, you'll leave with a complete understanding of how to strategize, execute, measure, and optimize your social media marketing. Learn more right now at digitalmarketer.com slash social cert. Which leads me into my AI question. Which is, you know, I know you, you've gone through years of development and all these different iterations. Have you guys changed what you do now that, you know, AI can write Python and write all the, you know, some of the basics you need for development? Yeah. So some ways, yes. Uh, most ways we've fallen back from to be honest. So we actually, um, uh, we're very excited because there are certain components of our system that uh, still require a little bit of a heavy lifting uh, aspect of, right? And, you know, when it comes to communicating with an end user in a really defined environment, and you don't have a lot of, uh, like, Google Ads, which we're really focused on, uh, you have to be very intentional or very... Uh, clear about when someone's got this type of intent, like they search this way, like you have to respond in this way. And because there are so many um, different ways to mix words that same words, different search, right? Uh, Different intent there, there still requires a lot of human uh, in the loop, right? Components to it. So we do a lot of human in the loop. uh, And then when it comes to like the actual responses so like the headlines or the creative on the long pages or you know any aspect of ads versus long pages like uh we we played around with like begin working on concepting how to fully uh lean on ai for that and um i've actually been full transparency a little disappointed in certain areas to do that at scale uh i think that um it's really powerful for being able to generate like a a, a foundation to jump from right and 
I was at this generative AI conference that Google put on uh, a couple weeks ago. I was telling you about, and one of my big takeaways from that was I think AI's use cases are are more uh, like you're saying personalized to the individual uh, in that moment. So what I mean is, like uh, one example is a, a car manual for for your vehicle, right? You can take that. And then instead of having to like go find an answer for what's wrong with the vehicle or or a feature that you're trying to learn about, you just ask, you know, the chat of the contents of this manual, you know, what do I need to learn about or what's going on? How do I shape my tire? Where's the thing to replace my tire? It'll tell you exactly. You don't have to, it's like a more advanced version of control find, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, from, I'm going down a rabbit hole. Sorry. But as far as our software goes, um, I think that we're going to have a lot more uh, fun with it and a lot more usability while we get it to more remarketing display ad type stuff. Uh, as far as text goes, you know, we have some pretty uh, powerful human in the loop um, and some fancy algorithms that just take us a bunch of time to, to create to get us those outfits we want that uh, generative AI hasn't been able to compete uh, with. So, Well, that, I think that's that's part of the process too because I, I think, it, you know, when you first use AI, you're like, it's magic, it could do everything. And then you're like, right. ah, well, it's not quite repeatable and it's not necessarily dependable. And, it, you know, there there's some big issues with it. And I think it's uh, not quite there yet, but it'll evolve and it's funny because I, I asked you this question but i have a cousin who's a programmer and his girlfriend actually works as a tester for blizzard and so Lord. she tests video games and i asked them i'm like hey guys you know what's going on with ai like is it changing that we're gonna have ai npcs and video games like what's going on and they're like oh we never ever talk about ai ever and yeah. i was like oh oh okay like nothing they're like no 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 he's even mentioned it <laughs> i'm like well well, it's fair. Oh, you know, but, but for me, I, I saw that in two ways. I was like, like either, uh, you know, the video game developer industry is a dinosaur and they're not able to shift anymore or, you know, innovate because they have all their systems in place and they've made billions of dollars and that's hard to change. And so fair. that's one way to take it. Another way to take it is that it's not mature enough to be used at that level in a meaningful way, which either case, you know, not bad. Right. Yeah. Like it just depends, I guess, to the degree of how you're incorporating it and what you're defining as AI officially. Mm -hmm. right? Like I know gaming, uh, game designers, like in worlds, will they have tools to like generate landscapes, right? Or trees. And they're not literally defining each pixel. They're just saying a bunch of trees here and the trees auto generate around parameters. Like they should be taller than this or wider than this and have these types, you know, like in a way that's AI um, assisted generative, right? But as far as like to the point where it's like write a, a uh, storyline for a video game and then from start to finish create every aspect of that video game for me based on, you know, this description. Like, hey, AI, create a Lord of the Rings video game RPG. Like, we're yeah. not there, right? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, that would, that would really put people out of work. <laughs> oh, 
We don't, right. it's not even an industry anymore because anyone could type in the game that they want and it'll generate itself. I mean, do you think that that is the future? I, I don't see why not. I mean, if, if you have parameters and essentially um, the video game developers would be platforms where it's like, hey, you invent your game and then it is created for you around the parameters of our, you know, uh, engines. Like if you say like, okay, we use Unreal Engine and Unreal Engine is then incorporated into the AI process to do blah, 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 blah. And then now you have a video game. That's I don't think that's that that's that crazy. Now, the the fact of the matter is that the majority of people can't define a video game. They can't define uh, any game. <laughs> well, and I think that's a thing that people will underappreciate about, uh, you know, chat GPT, right? Like you've done some really cool prompts uh, that you showed. Shout out to you. And people should visit your website to check out the cool stuff you've done just to see, like, I put in this prompt and I get this out. Right. And for example, your customer uh, value journey, mm -hmm. uh, that is quite a doozy of a prompt. And, you know, I think that really that's just touching the surface for what it is possible and what will be required one day to really get a, a meaningful output. Right. That uh, the amount of parameters, everything that you still have to provide a computer with. Right. And we're talking about like, we, for our software, we have at this point created hundreds and hundreds. I would be surprised if we have created over a thousand pages of product department documentation, mm -hmm. which literally explicitly defines every little detail of what needs to be done, right? Um, every data point, every field, the relationships to them. Like, that's what you give to a developer to then build, right? It's the blueprint. And mm -hmm. so, I'm not saying it's verbatim how you'll, what you'll give to GPT, but in order to get an output of what we have, are building, you're still gonna have to come close to that, right? Like, yeah, it's still a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. it's, but you know, it might just be a different way of thinking because you know, creatives, you know, like you with your your whiteboarding and coming up with the systems, like that is uh, a skill set, and I think it's a skill set that anybody can develop, but nobody has even thought about developing because. We have the ways you do things and you only do them these ways. And this is the common standard way. And you right. could actually live your entire life just by following the rules and tools that other people have developed. Like that's what most people do. Right. But now it's like, hey, here's this tool that'll let you, you know, develop your creativity or develop your ability to think in terms of how do I make systems? It's I think it's inevitable. But, you know, again, people can be lazy. So they might not do no, it. No, you're absolutely I've, I've had a thought about that, like when it comes to software, like what work would it take to truly like innovate to the point where like, what would a system look like that a user would use to generate software from, if that makes sense. And, mm -hmm. and I genuinely don't think that like it might be possible in chat format, but I do think that it's, it's a interface that, you know, a user is guided through as different sections that you put in different parameters for and build. You know, like it, it's not just going to be this uh, magical thing as much as it could be one day. I don't know. It could be. I mean, I maybe it's just like the cheat, like, uh, I don't know. And then you hit the cheat button and it just does something based on the average parameters that most people put in. And it's like, and okay, maybe, well, here's what everyone does. And maybe it gives you some sort of, you know, intuitive dashboard with all the parameters built in based on like, it may, build me a Lord of the Rings game, right? 
like, well, here's all your your parameters, what that video game would be. Now you can like edit it so that yeah. So who knows? Well, that's what, and you're seeing this in entertainment already. I don't know if you saw the guy who developed um it's like a South Park episode creation AI. And I've so heard you of it. Yeah. And so you're able to basically type in a story and then put the characters you want involved and then it'll develop the entire episode based off of those inputs. And so it's a very simple set of inputs where anybody could do it. And you know, I haven't actually tried it or I don't even know if you can try it, but I was like, oh, that's neat. Because how would you decide which characters to involve and what are the you know triggering events and what's the plot line and you know what's right. the plot structure and then what yeah. are the dialogues and blah 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 and you're like oh eh, it's actually a lot of stuff <laughs> you know yeah so you still have to make the formula so i think maybe for creators maybe where we're headed is that creators become formula generators and then the users are the ones that you know can manipulate the formulas that exist right just like we're guarded by physics or right gravity <laughs> where it's like okay here's how it works you could operate within these parameters Go nuts because you can't break yeah. anything. So it might just be a whole other method of development. Actually, yeah. So, so that's interesting. Uh, I wanted to, if I can, because um, I'm not answering these questions every day. So I was thinking about a question I just answered, and I was like, I could have put that in much simpler terms and more clear. Uh, you mentioned like just how we're using it in our system, right? So uh, Google, for example, already has generative a AI to a degree built in, yeah. like suggestive uh, headlines and, and descriptions and such, right? And, I, and I'll just say that what they're creating is incredible, and they they're using a lot of different areas. Um, it's it's definitely more from like a uh, general perspective. So yeah. let me give you a general headline that we recommend. It. So what we're having to do is be much more precise. Our system um, down to the keyword level, and so because of that, like think about what we from a precise level. Um, GPT is similar to the way Google's functioning, right? They like to give general, so we see a lot of commonalities between like we're like, but give us this exact thing, and they're like, well, isn't this general thing good enough? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> You know, and so the overriding factories, but yeah, all of that comes from your understanding of programming too, where it's kind of like, I mean, in that way, it could hurt innovation because if you got, if you do have to live within the parameters of somebody else's system, then well, you're a little bit restricted to do what you want, or at least in the way you want to do it. But that kind of, that's like advanced level. I mean, most people aren't going to care because what I see happening is people have a problem, right? Like, here's my problem. Here's what I want the solution to look like go right and then that's it that's their their input that's i mean that is the essence of our software right the problem is that a business needs leads and you spend very little time a few minutes right and then we'll start getting leads exactly the type you want right what is yeah, and, necessary and that's that, that's the dream i actually i came up with the term for it called sse stupid simple experiences where <laughs> You know, if you can't deliver a stupid, simple experience where people are like, oh, I know I need to learn about paid media. I know I need to understand how it works and I know blah, blah, blah. But right. if you could get me 50 leads by tomorrow and I just give you money 
Like I'm happy with that right now. I'll get into how it works later on, but yeah. that's the solution one. If you make me go through a thousand steps and if I have to be onboarded, have to do a consultation, have to do objective analysis, have to do blah, 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 blah. I'm like, right. oh, here's money. Could I just yeah. get my leave? <laughs> exactly. exactly. So that's, yeah. that's our vision. Uh, we believe in it. So it comes to be the case. Well, oh, and that's that's super exciting because if that's what you guys are trying to deliver, then that's that's what ninety nine percent of businesses want. And you know what we've had, and this is this is the entire marketing industry is that implementation of any concepts has been so technical and so complex, and so uh, you know so many steps involved in it that most people are just like, eh, I know how to do phone calls. So I'm just going to hire some VAs and they're just going to cold call and I'll figure it out that way. Cause I don't understand what's going on over here and I don't want to learn it. So yeah. it sounds like you guys are the good in between where it's like, oh, finally I could just sign up and two ads. I'm the yeah, that that will be the case. We're pretty confident. So that's um, fantastic. So what, what is that coming out or potentially coming out? Yeah. Right. It's like, um, cautiously, um, say, uh, September or October, right? But okay. for sure by the end of the year. <laughs> uh, Q4 probably. That's that's cool. Yeah. Good yeah. It's Baby, you, are you, uh, do you have a launch process? Like, are you going to, you know, have like the beta version and then after you test a certain amount of time, you're going to come out with the the actual yeah. launch? Every industry we launch a software, it is industry-based, by the way. Oh, it's industry-based. It will be, um, yeah. Everyone available to everyone starting out. Um, each industry does have a beta period that we have to go through to Ew. validate our model and uh, make sure. We don't want to just, like, assuming everything goes really well, we get great PR, lots of people are excited about it, and then we roll out a new industry and we have a test of it. You know, at the end of the day, we are spending where we want to be going, tens, hundreds of millions of dollars across industries, you know, businesses and if we don't get that right, uh, then that could be detrimental to both us and businesses, right? So oh, yeah. we want to avoid that with a beta. Um, and so that'll be rolling, ongoing. But, uh, but yes, starting out just to make sure that the system even functions properly. With There is a heavy, heavy dependency on everything we're doing with APIs, right? <laughs> and so if any one thing goes wrong it could also be detrimental so two types yeah. of things <laughs> well that that's a you know good way to test it. i like the the industry by industry focus because you know like we talked about every industry is very specific and different and has different expectations and qualifications and all that kind of fun stuff so uh that's super smart so is that in the websites uh gozango.com or yeah but don't go there now because it's don't go uh, there now <laughs> hey yeah. man, when this comes out, this might not be out until September. So right, yeah. Shot. No, we actually should have a website in the next two weeks. Finally, we're just not focused on it. You know. Yeah, I mean, what's the point if you don't know what the features are and how everything's going to work? You know, it's uh, it's a later later stage process. Usually, it's the first thing people do, though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but within two weeks, you can go sign up for a waiting list. So that'll be cool. Awesome. Well, I think I'll definitely be on the list and we should definitely have you back when you're getting closer to launch or maybe even after launch and you guys kind of, you know, we could look at the, the real time, uh, you know, brand launch process for a, a new type of service. I think that's super cool. 
I'd love that. Yes. Any involvement. I know that you've offered to, uh, to help us, uh, however we can find a use and it's, uh, all there, but, but anyways, any opportunity we can have you involved, I'm grateful. So oh, that's fantastic. podcast or conversation, it's, uh, it's a lot of value. I'm always happy to have you on. Uh, in the meantime, before you have me on again, uh, where can people learn more about you? Uh, LinkedIn, George, uh, Brandis Scoble, uh, and then Facebook's mostly personal. I honestly, I'm terrible at social, uh, but if you Google me, um, then your personal brand website, people can contact you there. How are yeah, you going to speak? Maybe that's what, uh, yeah, you can consult our, uh, me on how to do that. Or I'll just use you. There you go. Yeah. We'll just duplicate my website. You just have to switch exactly. out all the, yeah. you know, AI nerd stuff. Yep. But that's so, it. Yeah. Go Zango will be you know, the focus. So, Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think the, the product sounds awesome. Uh, love the amount of work that you've done to actually create the product in the first place. You know, I think these days you could just throw something up and hope, uh, but you've done the, the hard work of all the, the super painful steps of making sure it works in the first place. Absolutely. Yeah. So now all that's left is to launch. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, we'll definitely have Thanks, you back Mars. on to talk about that. So nice. thank you so much for coming on. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you get notified when all of our new episodes release. Please share this with that friend who's clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarket.com where it can access all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone. And we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketing. Get ready for the two easiest ways for you to generate product photos for your e-commerce store. I'm Lauren Petrullo, founder and CEO of Mongoose Media and Digital Marketer Academy faculty member. I've managed over 50,000 SKUs for over 100 different e-commerce sites, and I cannot tell you the importance of quality product photos. Not only are they important for your website, but they're great to be repurposed in your email marketing campaigns, your paid ad initiatives, and your organic social media content. It's imperative that you have great photos because great photos sell your products and start conversations with your consumers. There are two great solutions when seeking out quality product photos for your e-commerce site. One, UGC. We know that native user-generated content wins all day on social. When you can get your customers to share back their use of your products in their voice, in their personal applications, you will see dividends when that is repurposed in your paid ads and organic social feeds. Secondly, don't have customers or UGC yet? Not a problem. There are cost-effective solutions in which you can outsource that photography. This and so much more is covered in my modules in our e-commerce cert with Digital Marketer.